overview of the NBA, how the MLB is looking, a little bit of the NHL, and kind of feel it out. Absolutely. I mean, it's a busy weekend. It's great to have all three oh, sports great. back. Are cooking now. We're fully into their. With the MLB, it's the regular season, but with NHL and uh, NBA, we're we're booking towards. I know they're doing the qualifying for the NBA, but NHL, we're getting full playoff games here. Yeah, this past weekend, I had two TVs going. I couldn't decide where I wanted to keep my main TV on. I we had the Mets were on, the Yankees were on all weekend. You had some great NBA matchups. That's what's been really good about the bubble is you're seeing some pretty good matchups right off the jump, even though they're only these. Uh, you know, pre-playoff games, seeding games, I think they're calling yeah. them. Um, but it's been great. I, I like the race for eight that the NBA is doing, um, personally. But for me, it's been – I've had the device going. I have the MLB TV. I have four games going. Yeah. I got – you know, I, I'll put NBA on the screen. I'll put NHL. But, yeah, it's been exciting. And, and it gives us plenty to talk about, which is the best part. Yeah, exactly. So I think we'll kind of start off with the with Major League Baseball and how that's really turning out and uh, – I think where we got to start off, it's been unfortunate that the Yankees have had some cancellations, but you got to start with the with the Yankees. I believe they're seven and one to start off the year, and Judge is on fire. Yeah, I mean, when you got together, Judge and Stanton, the idea was these guys are going to clobber the ball, and no lineup can keep up. This is where we're seeing it. Um, you know, Judge up until this point, I know they're currently playing, but six six home runs in five games is an absurd run. Stanton's hitting over 300 so and you're talking about a lineup that's really deep and now they like we talked about in our preview show they added Garrett Cole they added that ace right this is a team that should be the best in baseball and it's playing like it right now it's exciting and this is all without all this Chapman right this is without their best bullpen arm and now Tommy Canely's down so they've had to adjust the bullpen but when you get Nick Nelson a major league debut to throw three innings against the Red Sox and picks up a win in his first outing that's that's incredible stuff. Right, and you still got DJ LeMayu at the top of the lineup, just gets hits and hit. All he does is hit. He is the best. He's batting four hundred right now. Best hitter with runners in scoring position the Yankees have had in my lifetime. I'll, I'll go on record. This last year, year and like a couple games, he has been incredible with runners in scoring position. Every time he comes up, you know he's going to get the job done. His on-base percentage is through the roof right now. He, he, he's hitting the ball, sprays the ball everywhere, and, and just plays a really solid second base as well. A uh, great pickup, a, a pickup that the Mets are still kicking themselves about, how they took Jed Lowry instead of DJ LeMayu, who was uh, – Jed Lowry was just put on the 40-day IL, which means uh, we'll never see him play. Along with Cespedes, uh, we should throw in that ca- uh, catastrophe of um, – a signing. Yeah, that was that was a twofold failure on that opt out. Um, obviously, Cespedes. You know, I nobody's gonna fault anyone for opting out, nor are we doing that here. But you gotta let the management know. Yeah. You know, it's like a classic thing when you quit your job. You there's ways to go about it. Personally, you go the classy way. You just say, "Look, I'm out. I'm not gonna right. be coming in." At least do that. Um, him. To, he told a couple players, but then also the management kind of weird to put out that statement. Without checking I with players it, and stuff first, it was right. It it, it it scared people. It made it seem like something was really wrong. It, like yeah. as they said, he was just missing. He wasn't answering his phone. Um, but but to me, as a Mets fan, and at least the last two years, I don't think baseball was Yoanis uh, Cespedes's top priority by any means. I think uh, he likes his farms and his horse riding and golfing, and then baseball is somewhere in the middle of. Uh, his priority list. 
Um, but said, you know, he that that year he came in for the Mets, he, you know, he really lifted that team and 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 really carried them on their back to the to the World Series along with Daniel Murphy. But um, he probably has played his last games in uh, in a Mets uniform. So uh, the Mets have gone the complete opposite way of the Yankees the last few days. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see. They got Degrom on the hill tonight. Uh, to get to get a, a rebound win here against uh, their their division rival. Yeah, I, you know what? It's been interesting with the Mets because we we talked about it in the preview. I, I personally thought the the hole was kind of going to be the the starting rotation just with Strowman starting out the year off. You're throwing guys like Michael Watcha who hasn't really been a big time starter in a long time. Um, they they bought up Peterson to start a game the other day. But what what's been fascinating is it's not really been the starting pitching that's no. been the issue. Um, I know for the last two days, it's kind of been the offense. They went one for 15 with runners in scoring position yeah, on Sunday, which was absolutely incre- like, incredible. They've been leaving number. small countries out on uh, runners in scoring position. They, they have absolutely have been atrocious hitting with runners in scoring position. And they're only averaging something like three runs a game. And their batting average is, uh, as a team, is 260, which would indicate of of a team that is scoring a little bit more runs than that. Um, So it's been really, really frustrating. They've had some tough losses already. I'm already uh, pulling my hair out with Edwin Diaz, um, who just continues to be afraid of the spotlight or is just getting used to giving up late-inning home runs. It's I, become a, 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 to, an, an issue. I hate to salt your wounds, but I think we're going to see Klinaic at some point later on this year for the Mariners, which, of course. which really might stick the fourth to Mets fans here. Um, for those who don't know, Jared Klinaic was the top prospect that was traded in the Diaz trade. With Cano, right. And he has tore up minor league ball for the Mariners. He's ranked inside everyone's top 10. I have him personally as the number three prospect in baseball right now. Um, and he'll be up at some point for them. Just kind of really tough with everything going on with them. But what I find interesting is I don't think their bullpen long term is going to be an issue. I really like Lugo. Betantis is a good arm coming out of there. Familia has looked pretty good. But it's just kind of they, they kind of switch off untimely hitting with poor bullpen performances. Because I know Lugo also blew it the other night too. Um, it, it'll be interesting how they pull this thing together. I know with Degrom, they're never out of it, but at three and seven in a shortened season, the time has kind of come. They gotta really step on the gas here or start looking at twenty twenty one. Yeah, it, it's 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 do or die time. These next couple games for the Mets. I, I know that sounds uh, a little crazy with there only being ten games played, but as we know, it's a sixty game season, and with the state of baseball, um, I, I'll just be happy to see the full 60 games be played out. I think this is, uh, with these teams falling under COVID, um, I think it's it, it'll be really interesting to see if we get all the games in. Yeah, it's it's something to really watch. I mean, you can't talk baseball now without talking about it, especially I know they shut down the Cardinals probably through Friday. Um, the, the one thing I will say, and I don't know if I'm seeing it enough, I get that it's on organizations to kind of watch their players, but – there are there are also players operating in a pandemic. Me and right. you aren't going to the casino. For sure. We, we aren't going to the bar. Right. Nobody should be going to the bar or the casino. So while we can rip the protocols of this, so far the reason it's hit the Marlins and now the Cardinals, according to reports, yeah. I, I, we, we can, I can't verify any of this, but Jeter's statement about not blaming the players and them being maybe a little o- feeling overly safe kind of gives me that vibe that they were doing some stuff. 
Um, I know they were mentioned a hotel bar, but right. At, at, at some point, there is player responsibility. Exactly. Just as an adult, as an adult, totally purely separated from the profession, you have to operate inside the pandemic. Everyone, you know, I know they've talked about the A's are playing video games. Yeah, I, they have a video game tournament that they run from their separate rooms where they're not next to each other. Um, the Dodgers have clubhouse rules. Uh, one of the funnier celebrations the other day, I don't know if you saw that, was the Cubs walk off. They were jumping around. <laughs> Six feet apart, yeah. faking high fives in the air, like that sort of stuff. It's just needed to get through the season. Personally, I'm I'm an optimist. I I do think they'll get there because I the Marlins are starting to play again, right? Which they're they're picking up guys. They're going to start playing Tuesday. I th- and I think we'll see. They were saying a lot of those cases Cardinals were asymptomatic. Are Friday, I believe. The, that's the plan because some of those cases are asymptomatic, and the Phillies who sat a bunch of days, false positives. That's where the league's going to struggle if that continues to come up. They had That's a couple play of a major deal. I mean, you look at the Phillies right now. They they've played three games, and the Mets are on game number eleven tonight. Uh, yeah. You're definitely going to be looking at, uh, I think, uh, a scenario where teams are not going to play sixty games if the season follows through and goes all the way. Where where teams may be getting in on playoffs due to their winning percentage. Yeah, and the thing I do want to mention, even with that though, is the the league. This isn't unprecedented. If teams played a different amount of games back in nineteen eighty one, they actually yep. shortened the season for certain teams yep. due to scheduling conflicts. And I think that seven inning double header is the big thing. I know people They're are going to have to start. They they did make that official that double uh, and, and one took place double headers. Yeah. So they and they're already planning as far as weather and stuff like that. I think they're starting to. Unfortunately, it's taken a couple weeks, and I'm not giving MLB own, uh, leadership a pass. I think there were things they messed up, and kind of blaming the players is kind of a weak move. But um, I think they are starting to figure this thing out as far as teams and everything. They were able to get the Phillies back playing. There, I mean, unfortunately for them, they got to go play Garrett Cole tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just a t- it's a tough road in uh, the the Eastern Division. Um, but if you look at some of the teams in the NL that are off to really hot starts, you, you got the Braves at 7-3, and three, the Cubs have seven wins as well, and then out west, uh, the Rockies and Dodgers both getting off to really good starts. Uh, I know the Rockies were one of my dark horse picks um, just because yeah. of that, the lineup and, and where they're playing. Um, but, uh, I mean, is there any scenario that you see the Dodgers knocked off in, in any kind of playoff scenario? After watching Kershaw on Sunday, no, yeah, he was um, he was dominant. Um, I know it's the Diamondbacks. We don't think it's a contender, but if he's pitching well, I know they have Bueller going against the Padres next. Good luck. Yeah, uh, this team is too deep. Corey Seager's smashing the ball. Co- Cody Bellinger has barely touched the baseball so far this year. He's hitting under two hundred, and they're seven and three. You're in deep trouble. Deep trouble against this team. I know Walker Bueller had a, a couple rough outings. N- not so much rough, but, you know, didn't look like the Cy Young caliber player that, that we think. But I think uh, as the season progresses, he, he's going to really settle in. I mean, he has stuff that is untouchable when he's on his A game. And, and Kershaw, you know, is just a warrior. He's going to go out there and, and give you everything he's got. He, he's a smart pitcher. Uh, he's one of the few bona fide, definite Hall of Famers that we still have in the game playing today. Yeah. I would say of all the – I'm trying to think of the pitchers who are Hall of Famers if they never pitched again right now. Uh, I'd go Max Scherzer. Scherzer for sure. What Scherzer, is he, three Cy Youngs? Yeah, sure, sure. I believe so. Yes. Uh, either way, though, um, King Felix will be borderline. 
Yeah. We'll see what happens with him. I, I know he's sitting out this season, though. But, yeah, Scherzer and Kershaw are the two main ones. DeGrom, I think if he never pitched again, just his peak would be good enough where they he would be a borderline guy. We'll see what they do with him over the next couple of years. But he's been certainly dominant enough in now, this stretch. With DeGrom, it's interesting because, you know, he has the back-to-back Cy Youngs. Uh, but he is going to be one of those guys when the Hall of Fame voters look at the wins, they're not going to be there because he yeah. has just been uh, completely uh, – has never gotten the run support in, in his career. This is where if analytics is really taking Carries a hold. Through, yeah. he, he's favorable with that, his ERA plus, um, as far as his FIP. He's a guy that's going to really get the boost of analytics where I think when you look at his peak, he'll get in. Um, but I do want to. I want to go back to the Dodgers for a minute because this is the big story. This is the last thing I, I think we got to discuss in baseball, and I want to make oh, sure we get course. to it. Is of my personal favorite pitcher in baseball right, right now, now Joe sure. Kelly, the the face, the meme, uh, throwing behind Correa. He's throwing behind Bregman. Um, now there is the video of him where he he was throwing in the off season. He broke his bedroom window. He had a wide target. He misses his bedroom. Hits his bedroom window. With a changeup, um, I know that's what he threw behind Correa. Um, personally, I loved it. I, I wouldn't have given him eight games, but again, I get that MLB doesn't want this to continue with the benches emptying, especially right now with everything going on with COVID. But eight games in sixty games is ridiculous. Right. It, it's it's way too big of of a percentage of the season. Um, and let's face it. Houston Astros, we all knew that this was coming. We knew that people were going to be throwing at them. This is, they got off lucky with no fans right now. And I think, you know, as a fan sitting back, we're, we're looking at a team, okay, you threw at his head, maybe that's not right. But to these MLB players who, who lost out, I mean, this is, they take that very personally. Think about your work setting. If somebody cheated you out of a job or a, um, a, a raise or, or a promotion, something like that. People take things like that very seriously, very personal. And, and I think the suspension of eight games, if I was Joe Kelly, I would do it again. Yeah. Straight I, up. And you know what? They, um, it, when you look at it, the league should have handled it. Um, giving these guys full immunity, not suspending them. At the end of the day, you kind of set this up. The, the actual thing that kind of pissed me off more was that they suspended Dave Roberts. I don't think... For a second, Dave Roberts told Joe Kelly to throw at them. No. I, that totally is, that one was ridiculous. To give him one game, there's no way they the Dodgers premeditated, especially in that tight of a game, to throw at Bregman, then Correa. And the worst part kind of with the eight games was they didn't suspend Kelly. Like right. the, the, He didn't get thrown out of the game, I should say. Right, right. J- just waited. the suspension came after yeah. the game. Um, Houston is going to keep – they're going to have this going. This is going to keep on going, I think. Teams are, are really going to take this personal. Um, but you got to look for Houston still. I mean, that uh, the team is still uh, – still has their core players there, and they're, they're going to be a force to reckon with down the line. Absolutely. Um, a, another pitcher with that Hall of Fame potential resume is, is Zach Greinke. Um, yeah. that, that people may, may vote for him. Uh, he's had I mean, a long on, career. On the same staff, I th- now that we're looking into it, Verlander's kind of sitting. The, for sure, Verlander. But Verlander for sure is a Hall of Famer. I, you know, I hate that guy, obviously, yeah. he's a Yankee fan, but um, he's a for sure Hall of Famer. But he's sitting right now, so he kind of didn't cross immediately. He's, he's injured. Yep. So, um, But, yeah, you know what? I, I want to make sure we uh, – 
We touch on some NBA basketball here. You Absolutely. Got, you got we that could back. shift I... over to the NBA. It's been great so far. Uh, I think the NBA really took advantage of this bubble. They're really doing it. Uh, they always do a tremendous job of highlighting their superstars. They yeah. created this whole expanded um, seedings game just so they can get uh, the eventual face of the NBA, I'd say, and Zion Williamson and the Pelicans to play. Even though for some reason they are limiting his amount of minutes, like he's coming off a Tommy John surgery as a pitcher. The other day he played 15 minutes. I'm just, uh, I don't know what they're holding him back for. He is a, he's a rookie. Uh, he's a young kid. I, I get, you know, being conscious of it. But, I mean, I think you got to let the kid spread his wings. No? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and I get there might be concern because of what happened with Isaac and the knee. They, he was in sure. a blowout. But 15 minutes yeah, is Jonathan absurd. Yeah, Jonathan Isaac for you, the Magic, right? He got hurt yesterday. Yeah, and, and I just think, um, and obviously prayers go out to him. We hope you guys have a speedy recovery. But um, with, with as far as playing Zion, I understand the concern with him, you know, possibly getting hurt during this bubble. I know there's a bigger long-term picture, if we're being realistic. The Pelicans aren't winning the championship this year. You know, no, it, no. They, but they, their team is young. To make the playoffs for that team would be huge. All to those get young a, pieces. For sure. To get in a seven-game series against potentially the Lakers or the Clippers, I think that would just do nothing but but give these young guys some serious experience, that what, what, uh, a playoff feel. Um, you, you're talking about a, a team outside of J.J. Redick that is all very young. The likes of Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball has really come into his own a little bit. He's shooting a higher percentage yeah. from three, um, and he's a long, lengthy defender. Um, uh, Josh Hart, I mentioned, they, they, they have some really good core pieces. Uh, the big man that they got from Texas as well. Look at a team like that I really like to, to make some noise is Dallas. The Dallas Mavericks. I think you gotta think oh. of them a, a, as a team that could possibly make some noise. They, they're very top heavy in my opinion, but uh, Luca and Porzingis I, have came in playing really well. I think they're a first round exit. Depending on the, the I, right now, they're drawing the Clippers. Good luck. Yeah, that this Clippers team is a deep, experienced team. That it seems like the the pieces that they have really fit well together. You know what kills me about the Mavs? They stink in the clutch. And I'm not just saying that like as a as a jaded Knicks fan, right. as a Porzingis hater. Sure. Um, they they are absolutely dreadful in the clutch. Um, I watched the other night, and Porzingis is getting beat to a rebound in the big moments for the tip in. By freaking Eric Gordon. Yep. It's like, you're 7-2, you got to make that play. And I know I'm yeah. pointing out one play, but it's at the end of the game, you need one box out. Yeah. you got to come up with that type of play. Uh, just some stats here as far as, you know, with the Mavs in the clutch. They rank 29th in offensive rating, 30th in field goal percentage, 30th in three-point percentage, 28th in free throw percentage. And in clutch time, close games... They're 25th in record at 14 and 22. They're not going to blow out the Clippers. No, no, no. So I don't believe for a second that this team is going to make a deep run. I'll be honest. I think they are a first-round exit team purely. Um, It's going to really depend on their seeding. And right now they are two and a half games behind the Thunder. So they they are looking at the Clippers right if the season were to end today. 
Um, and OKC is an extremely well-coached team. They got a great leader in Chris Paul. Um, and uh, they got some young guys really playing out of their minds right now. You, you can't forget that they still have some veterans on that team. Danilo Gallinari is a player that is often slept on but can really light it up. And Steven Adams is a force down low. Uh, this is a loaded Western Conference, though. I mean, there are there are a lot of young teams, teams that are that can play really well on any given night. Um, if you look at the Denver Nuggets, who are sitting right now in the three spot, and who knows by the end of this seating, they they could uh, jump. They you know there, there's a lot of teams right right within a game, a game and a half. Um, but look out for Denver because they're playing well. They beat OKC today without Gary Harris, without Jamal Murray, and, and getting 37 points out of Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, and, and we touched on Michael Porter Jr. in the last episode. It's right. great to see that he's playing well. He's getting back to being healthy. Um, hopefully we never have to include him in a future right. injury list. Absolutely. So, um, I, Not what looking I, like it. What I love about watching Denver is when they when they put uh, when they put Bull Bull on yeah. the floor – and, um, it's going to be interesting him, to see him, whatever he develops into. What they let him do on the floor, though, when he's running the stretch. He made a pass the other day, pretty much full court, that went one bounce. And it's insane to watch a guy that tall be that technical. Did Bobo ever play any games in Oregon? I believe he played a couple. I, I, he got hurt very early, though. Yeah, the, he, he was one of those guys that was, was just molded for, for an NBA type of, type of uh, career. He blocked J.J. Redick. In one of the first games, and I was just like, "How?" And JJ Redick said in his quote, "How did I can't believe he got there?" It when they put him and Jokic together on the floor, that is a problem lineup. That yeah, is something absolutely, especially in a they they would play. Let's say the Thunder. Who the heck are the Thunder matching up? Not just Jokic. But Bull Bull, too, when they put them on right. the floor together. Jokic is an absolute problem. Uh, I think he's starting to get the recognition now, but you could make a strong argument that he is a top 10 player in this league right now. He's a tremendous passer out of the post. He does a lot of different things for that team. Uh, and a team that really has a lot of great role players. Um, they have Tory Craig, who comes off the bench, who is this tough defender. Um, a, a, te- a team to really keep your eyes out for. Um, I don't think we could talk about the Western Conference and not mention the Rockets, though. The Rockets are a pretty experienced team. Yeah. Harden, you know, has his ups and downs, but, I mean, he already has recorded a 49-point game, I think. Westbrook had 30-something that game as well. They combined for 80 points. Um against the Mavs, I believe, and uh, P.J. Tucker's a very good player, Eric Gordon, Austin Rivers, the Rockets could make some noise. Could this be the year that they, they upset a Clippers or a Lakers? It very well could be. Uh, I personally, I lo- I've loved Dan Tony since he was coaching back in the day, those Suns teams and this whole small ball, and that he kind of ushered in the original three-point game, yeah. um, and they run that small ball lineup. But I, I don't know. I don't think I'm putting them as my – I think the Nuggets would be the team I would pick for that as of now. The thing with the, the Rockets that kills me is the, the lack of real defense. And we've seen them really come up small in big playoff spots. Now, this isn't to say Harden couldn't, but when you're playing a Lakers and a Clippers, you're getting two very good, not just offensive teams, but they're well-rounded. They play right. great defense. You know, you're talking about a Clippers team that that's going to have Pat Bev, Paul George – and Kawhi playing defense. Good luck 
And then the Lakers, LeBron's a great defender. You have Danny Green, who's going to come off the bench and play awesome defense. They, and and maybe the best defender in the league in Davis. Anthony, Anthony Davis, and that's and you don't even start with that's what's crazy. Anthony yeah. Davis isn't even a guy you mentioned originally, but they're very good defensive teams. I don't think the Rockets match up there. I think the Nuggets are such a fascinating turn of a team that we really haven't seen in a long time. Two seven foot guys yeah. that are, they're going to play, and they both can stretch the floor. Absolutely. I, the Nuggets are going to be a team to watch really develop over the next few years. I, I love the, the Jamal Murrays and the Gary Harris. Uh, they got a really good backup point guard, Monte Morris, who, who, who was yeah. an extremely good college player out of Iowa State. Um, th- this is a team to really keep your eyes on. I mean, they, I, they flirted with the top record in the league last year. Um, you know, they're one of these teams right now where they are, uh, you know, regular season warriors. But I think they're going to start making some noise in the playoffs. Um, but just, you know, we're talking about these young teams. Uh, out of th- this eighth spot right now, you're really looking at the Spurs, Grizzlies, and, and the Trailblazers. Uh, I think the Trailblazers are starting to mesh a little bit. Uh, they-, they have a loss or two in the reopening. But the Trailblazers are a team that I, I wouldn't want to see in that first round. So, I mean, my, my thing is uh, I don't like betting against the team with the lead in this case with the bubble. Cause the, right For now, the eighth spot? Yeah, the Grizz are up two and a half. And you got to keep in mind, they're currently playing now, but after this, they only have five games left. So you got to make up two and a half inside of five. I know they're all pretty good teams in the bubble, but you got to picture you, if they even go three and two, two and three, that's a tall task for to overcome the, for the Blazers to overcome now right. maybe the Spurs challenge them they also have to pass the Spurs who are a half game up so it, it'll be interesting to see how that uh works out yeah it, but, it's it's do or die now for the Blazers every game is pretty much a playoff yeah. game them and, the, um, them and the Pelicans right it, every game is a playoff game the Pelicans uh, are lucky enough to play the Grizzlies tonight uh and and the winner of that will, will be will be important um yeah. Um, but if we shift over to the East, now the East is a top-heavy <laughs> conference, I believe. Uh, you know, you have Milwaukee sitting with the best record in the league with 54 wins. Um, but the Raptors are an experienced team, obviously, a team coming off the ch- a championship and a team that is very well coached by Nick Nurse. Uh, you got two point guards in Fred Van Fleet and Kyle Lowry who control the game very well. Uh, Fred Van Fleet had a career game today yeah. uh, in points, 38 points, I believe. Uh, and, and, you know, he, they have big uh, veteran big men with uh, Gasol and Serge Ibaka still playing at a high level. Yeah, no, and they, and they look very good even coming out of the bubble and everything. And when you're talking about a team that's a reigning champion, you, always, you can never discount them. But them starting as the two-seed... Uh, while the West interests me as far as the eight seed, the East, especially now with the Isaacs going down for the Magic, um, you have Kyrie and Durant not playing for the Nets. There's not a ton of intrigue for me for that eight seed. I think there that is a four to five game series tops in the. Oh, for it, sure. That's going to be a quick series. Um, even the seven, I think both the the Bucks and the Raptors are at a real advantage, being the the two and uh, the one and two, one and two in yes. this case. Because I do think the Sixers are good enough to at least give the Celtics a good series. And, and uh, it's almost the teams are in the Eastern Conference are pretty much spread apart. The one-two seeds are about guaranteed, Bucks and Raptors. 
Um, and the Celtics are, are, are two and a half games up on Miami, who lost today. Um, so you're looking at a Miami-Indiana game. Indiana had a strong, got a strong performance out of T.J. Warren yesterday. An unbelievable uh, performance, T.J. Warren. I don't think T.J. Warren's mom believed his performance <laughs> yesterday. That was incredible. Yeah, he was a very high-volume scorer at, at NC State, but I don't think anybody saw that kind of performance coming out of him. Um, a team that I really do like, though, is Miami. Miami I, I is is, is is a deep team. I love the uh, the Kelly Olynyks and the Goran Dragic coming off the bench. Kendrick Nunn has really developed into a legitimate starting point guard. Um, a, a team that goes really deep. Yeah, I mean, I love Jimmy Butler, and I, Jimmy I, Butler's I, a dog. He, him, and Tyler Hero will always make the game interesting. I I think they play off of each other really well. I think Jimmy Butler's finally found his team. He's bounced around the league. Um, I don't know if Miami's gonna make the ton of noise. I don't see. I see a Bucks Raptors ECF personally, but it is going to be curious whoever has to face them. Uh, it looks like it'll have to be the Bucks um, in that second round series because I don't see Miami losing to the Pacers personally. Right. Um, so that series will be a ton of fun. So that will be the Heat and Sixers. That'll probably be the best opening round. Uh, the the Heat are at the four spot, so yeah, they would end up. Oh, the Heat Pacers four five matchup. Cel- um, Celtics Sixers has a chance. Celtics to be Sixers fun. might be the, uh, the most intriguing, the most star power um, matchup. If nothing else, we can bet on if Ben Simmons will take a three pointer. <laughs> I think Ball Ball might shoot better from three than uh, Ben Simmons. But just just getting back to this Heat team, I, I think. Uh, Eric Spolstra is obviously one of the better coaches in the league right now. Um, you know, you have Andre Iguodala that they're bringing off the bench, a lengthy guy who can give you a good 15 minutes of high-energy play, good defender, lengthy guy. Uh, Bam Adebayo has really turned into uh, an all-star caliber player. Um, they got, they, they've really hit well in the draft, uh, drafting Duncan Robinson out of Michigan, who's turned out yeah. to be one of the best three point shooters in the Eastern conference. Uh, and Tyler hero is, is a baller as well. Um, a really, really interesting team. Um, if I had to make a prediction right now, it, it it's really hard to not put a, a Milwaukee team with, with the Greek freak just yeah. just absolutely bodying people all over the floor and, and the Toronto Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement here. I, I am fascinated to watch that Heat team. When you talk about veterans and a system being in place, comes from Pat Riley down to Eric Spolstra. You know, Jimmy Butler has talked about it. He went on J.J. Reddick's podcast, was mentioning how um, how he loved the system, how everyone's working, whether you're a veteran or a rookie, you're under the same system. It's, it's one of those a, cultures. And, and they're going to be a tough out. Uh, now, I don't think they'll pull it off. I still think we'll get Raptors, Bucks. Um, but they're, they're the team. If I had to bet as a dark horse, they're it. I, I would, I'll, I'm in total agreement there. Uh, that was one of the questions that I had posed ready for this is if in the West and East, if there is that, if it's not the Bucks or the Toronto or the Lakers and the Clippers in the West, what is the dark horse team? What is that team to, to upset one of those, one of those four top teams? And I think Miami is, would be yeah. my pick in the East. Yeah, I got Miami and Denver. Denver in the West would be my guess um, on that. Again, I, I don't see it happening. I personally have the top two seeds in the conference finals. 
But the Raptors did expose a little bit of a hole in the Lakers there. I, I don't think that cohesion's quite there with the Lakers yet as they're still coming together. And you could kind of see it with the Clippers too at times. Right. So it'll be an interesting playoffs with this in mind. But yeah, I, I have Clippers, Lakers, Bucks, sure. Raptors. I, I still think Chalk is going to be the finals. Conference Finals. I see. Yeah, uh, I, I'm leaning that way. Uh, the Western Conference, before uh, you know, I make any definite predictions, I want to see exactly how the seedings are going to play out because in the middle there, they're pretty bunched up with the Thunder, Jazz. Jazz, another pretty, uh, pretty solid team all around. Another well-coached team. Uh, I would like to see where the seedings go, but it's prediction time, Matt Barry. And uh, there's... Nothing more fun than making predictions on a podcast. So you're going Western Conference winner. I'm going the Clippers. Okay. Uh, I, I just think in terms of it, it's easier for them as far as running a deeper team. Um, it, there's a lot more. I just feel the cohesion of slightly more with the Clippers at this point. Would it stun me if the Lakers win that series? No, that series will be close to a coin flip. But I just like the Clippers, and it seems like Kawhi gets the better of um, LeBron in a lot of these playoff series. So it'll be interesting to watch that series um, when it takes place. But I I have the Clippers in this case. Okay. Um, I will differ. I am going to say LeBron has a mission. I'm a LeBron guy, but I really think uh, a lot is going to depend on what – Kyle Kuzma can bring to the table and I think if he could play and be that third guy and hit some shots and play D be the 3 and D guy that they need along with Danny Green um, I, I like their odds I know the Clippers are so deep and they're so spread out with, with, with their talent and the range of guys that they have you haven't even seen Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell yet yeah. Um, so they are, it's going to be an amazing series. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, but I'm going to say Lakers in seven in the Western conference. Yeah. I, I mean, I have the Clippers in six. I just, okay. I just think when it comes to Kuzma, especially they just have the Clippers have so many guys that are good defensive matchups for him where I wonder if he'll get off. Um, at, even with LeBron at times, they have great, an ability that other teams don't where they can switch with. Um, Kawhi and Paul George not too many teams in the league have that ability to help to LeBron like that so it'll be like I said LeBron's the best player in the league still but I think they have the type of team to end up winning that series I have them as the better team okay moving over to the east our predictions I am gonna go out on a small limb here but I really believe that the Toronto Raptors gained so much uh, confidence last year. Obviously, losing Kawhi, they're not exactly the same team. But uh, uh, Pascal has played, or um, uh, Siakam has really continued to develop. I think Kyle Lowry and Van Fleet are at the top of their games right now. Um, and, and like I mentioned, the two big men, Ibaka and Gasol, I really like them. But the, uh, I, I think it'll be tough for them to beat the Bucks. But I'm going to say the Raptors in six over the Bucks. I, I'm, I'm taking the Bucks. Okay. I'm going opposite. Here we I, go. I, I, that's the thing. I just think they're the same reason I kind of love the Clippers, the same reason I kind of love the Bucks. They're deep. They have the clear superstar. But they're able to adjust matchups accordingly. You know, you don't have to stick Giannis in a series on Anobi or on right. uh, Lowry if they need be. Yep. You still have a guy like Chris Middleton 
Eric Bledsoe's out there. Yep. Dante, your boy, Dante. You, picked, you picked against Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah. I, uh, I think, I'm going uh, with the more experienced I, Nova guy in Lowry. I think Jay Wright is going to request that <laughs> Nova fanhood recall. No, um, But I, I, I like the team. I think they're just very deep. They have both Lopez brothers who yep. stretch the floor. Brooke has uh, played well. I, I just don't know if the Raptors have enough to get over that hump. And if I had to bet on one of the two to kind of get upset before then... It would kind of be the Raptors. So so that's my thinking on that. Yeah, and you know what? I think in the East, it, it's, it's open. I, I think there are two clear top teams in the, in the, in the Raptors and Bucks. Um, but, yeah, don't be surprised if you see uh, somebody like the Heat or the Sixers really making, yeah. making a tough series for, for uh, the, the Bucks or the Raptors. But it's going to be interesting to see. I think we'll continue – doing some uh, previews uh, as we get into the playoffs and, and take a, a deeper look. I'm also looking forward to, Matt Ferries to start to get into some of these arguments about where we have the greatest players, where we rank LeBron, where we would rank Kawhi if he were to win this and get another title. I mean, uh, you know, I'm looking, can't wait to see Durant come back. I mean, people are, obviously, he's not in the bubble, so we're, we... we you know, uh, you get forgotten about when you're not playing. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a good good podcast uh, topic. Oh, we, we will get to that. Um, I, I'm looking forward to that as well. I already know we differ, so it, yeah. there, there'll be some fun arguments in there. Um, but, but, I mean, we got we to gotta close off NBA. We got to get finals prediction. Who, who you got as the champion? I know you went... Raptors, Lakers. Raptors, Lakers. I already I know who you're picking. Is yeah, and uh, I think it. I think it's the Lakers. Uh, uh, I think LeBron, it powers through. I think he is on a complete mission this year. Um, and to be honest, he's running out of time. It, yeah. It's it's time, and you know I think they took a little bit of a hit without Avery Bradley. I'm uh, not not so much with Rondo. Rondo's a, a, you know a very good player or or was a very good player. I think Avery Bradley hurts a little bit more, but I just really like the overall team. I love Danny Green. Um I think he's got obviously a ton of finals experience. Um yeah. I think him, LeBron and Anthony Davis, I I, I think um I I I'm going to go with the Lakers in in 6. I'm gonna take so I had Bucks Clippers. I'm taking the Bucks. Okay, Bucks is you. Bucks. I think the Bucks in seven. Um, what I think really is going to help them is we look at the bubble and teams do look good and they and they're but they're still kind of getting their legs. You sure, know, you're sure. coming in. I think what's gonna help the Bucks is that first round matchup is gonna be such a, I think a cakewalk. Right. That. They're going to be able to find themselves. Giannis, you know, he'll be able to find his jumper, get Middleton going, get other guys in the lineup going. That by the time they really have to peak, you're not talking about crazy minutes. Because keep in mind, these guys are in a bubble. They haven't played competitively. Right. Now you're going to run all these playoff games in. It'll be interesting by the end of the playoffs what type of steam some of these top teams have. And when yeah. I look at the West, whether it's the Clippers or the Lakers running all those games against tough competition in that first through the finals yeah. is a big factor for me. It is a factor. And, it is. And I, it's for me, personally, I just think that it's going to end up being playing a part and that it'll end up being the Bucks year because they're just going to have that extra round to try to figure themselves out. 
Yeah, I, I think you do have to take that in, into consideration. I, I mean, the, the Bucks are going to get a cakewalk uh, with the Nets in the first round, most likely the Nets. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I believe that that may play a part in it, but I, I'm sticking with my guns. Uh, you know, uh, never been a Lakers fan, but um, I, I think I think this may be one of the last chances for LeBron to, to get a championship. So those are our NBA predictions, but you know we're still gonna as the season continues and we get into the playoffs, uh, we're we're gonna keep going with this. Uh, I I'm not gonna be changing my predictions though. So that, oh, yeah. that's that. I'm stick I'm sticking with I'm sticking with uh, Clippers Bucks finals. So just to you know to complete the the sports landscape right now um hockey has re has has come back and they jumped right into the playoffs uh it was a heartbreaking loss today for the new york rangers they tied it up uh early in the in the first period today uh, against the carolina hurricane with uh, a goal by panarin but they fall 2-0 and um that's about as far as i can go with hockey yeah i mean the thing with the rangers is they just lack the depth right now their top their top guys are very good um, Panarin is up for the heart, um, so he's Zibinijad. also up for the Ted Lindsay. So Zabinajad's been very good Ted this Lindsay. year. Yeah, I, 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 you know the sad part about today is um, this could be Lundqvist's last game for the Rangers. Um, they they probably go Sturkin in Game Three. I'm curious if that'll flip the series a little bit if it gives them a little juice. Normally, not that Lundqvist is playing necessarily bad, but when you make that goalie change, normally it spurts something in the it locker could, room, sure. and, it, and it shifts some momentum, gets some different energy in there, guys get a, a, a little more jump, um, but for for me, it's the depth, I mean, Brendan Smith is just not a contending defenseman. Looked it, awful today, took it, a bad penalty, had a couple turnovers that cost him a goal, uh, just yeah. in my brief juvenile assessment of, of NHL hockey, but uh, I, I could see that from... Uh, a total novice point of view. Yeah, I think they're just filling in depth. I think it's nice that they got playoff experience for a lot of these young guys. I think it'll really help um, when they get Shesterkin in there for game three because he looks like he's going to be an elite goalie for them. But, hey, if it doesn't work out in that series, they're still available for the number one pick because of the silly lottery the NHL did this year. So that'll be something to watch for. So they did the NHL lottery, and since the teams that were normally wouldn't make the playoffs are doing this qualifying round, and then the teams that are in the top half of the bracket are just playing kind of round-robin games right yes. now. But for those teams that are in that qualifying round to make the playoffs, when they lose out, there's going to be a second lottery. I see. And when they did the original lottery of all the teams that lost, like my Detroit Red Wings, who might have been the worst team in hockey history, um, they pulled out that it's one of those teams that is gonna that will lose in the qualifying round is gonna end up with the number one pick, who looks like he's gonna be a franchise player in Alex, Alexi Lafreniere. So where's he at from? Uh, he's from Quebec. Okay, so Canada he, guy. Yeah, and he's a very good player. Like I said, franchise guy. So. Um, if it doesn't work out in that qualifying round, Ranger fans, you, you get that second lottery date locked in. Um, I do think they'll make a run at this, though. I think with Shesterkin in the net, they'll win game three um, would be my bet. Probably put, I would say losing six would be my guess. Um, okay. as, and then the Islanders, I know we're up uh, 1-0. They play tomorrow. I personally love the fact, though, that we're getting these NHL games midday in August that, you know, 
filling up the schedule. I love how they're doing that. I like that the NBA is doing midday games as well. So it's it's definitely a nice change of pace. Yeah, you got any uh, weekdays off? It's it's a great day to sit on the couch and have a couple TVs going and and taking all this in. It's it was a long break without sports. Really challenging for people uh, who are diehard fan, sports fans like we are. Um, it's been it's been a, a great week of sports and. Um, and a lot to talk about, but you know, I loved getting uh, doing the landscape of sports, doing some previews, some predictions. Um, but we're gonna come back uh, with another podcast, have another topic, another argument, um, and and this has been great. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's been a great episode, and uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. And again, if you guys have any suggestions for topics you want to hear us talk about, definitely write into us. But. Uh, yeah, have a great night and enjoy this great week of sports upcoming. Absolutely, guys. Thanks a lot for tuning in to the Trying Too Hard podcast. Perfect. How long? 30, 40, 40?